following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. I'm going to bring the energy no matter what. How about that? Because I'm not going to look like this football team on the sideline. I'm going to bring the energy no matter what. It's a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the Star in Frisco, the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Welcome in, everybody, here on DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans, Hackma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, as always, doing great work in the back. And Guys, there's no way to sugarcoat it, really, if we're being honest. There's a lot of things to hit on whenever it comes to the 25-3 to loss, not to the Seattle Seahawks, not to the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens. The 25-3 to loss was to the Washington football team on the road in an NFC East divisional battle. But yes, we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk through what exactly went wrong and where do they go from here in terms of this Dallas Cowboys football team that now sits at two and five. Glad you're with us. And I, I was told whenever I walked into the studio that uh, that Isaiah Stanback wanted the floor. And I, I I love Isaiah, and I've always been a big fan of his. And, of course, getting to work with you, I've, I've learned a lot about you. And this is one of those days where I'm excited to give you the floor because of your pedigree as an announcer and as a, as a media member now. But, Isaiah, what, what were your initial thoughts over the game? And, goodness, where do we start? Well, for those that are watching, can you see my face? Oh yeah. <laughs> for those that can't, for those that are just listening, I wish y'all could see my face. Listen up, man. I know it's not Friday, but we're gonna say it with our chest today. This was absolutely terrible. Uh, with a cherry on top, we lost to a team that doesn't even have a name. Um, called the football team. We lost to a football team that just happens to play out of Washington. Uh, these guys came in or well, we went there to go to go score three points. Um, we went there to get disrespected. We went there to to let our quarterback get knocked out. Mm. Night night is what we call it in the league. He went night night. Okay? And everybody just came over and touched him on his shoulder and said, Are you okay? Are you okay? With no response. We've talked about it in the past. We, re- we referred to it, I can't tell you how many times, about how we say, you know what, we don't want to say there's a lack of heart. We don't want to say there's a lack of effort. We don't want to say that they don't have each other's back, that they are not that they're, that they are their brother's keeper. But guess what? They proved us wrong. They proved us wrong, right? We've been trying to have their back. Can't have their back like a jam sport no more. Can't do it no more. <laughs> can't do it no more. We're here to tell the truth, and we're going to tell the truth all day today. I'm disappointed. I, 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 am, I am hurt by that showing yesterday. Rob, do you feel the same way? I don't know if we've got Rob Heckma. Yeah, what happened to Rob? Uh, but uh, of course I feel the same way. I'm, I'm, 
no way, no way did I expect for our team to go uh, to Washington and play as lifeless as they did. And you know, it's really uninspired. And, and man, we talked about it before we started the show, you know, that we have no positive illusions to sell today because when you have a, a team that goes out and plays that lifeless and you have a situation where your quarterback is completely taken out. Bostic, I, he may be a good guy, but that was a sucker move, man. That's horrible. You don't – and they talk, you talk about the fraternity of NFL players and guys not doing that, and we – you know, we just pretty much raked uh, Tristan Hill over the coals for the Gator roll. What do you do to Bostic for that? Because that was that was a sucker move. But even more uh, for not one soul on our team to respond to to what he did to me is is man. That's that's the that's the part about it. Uh, and, and Isaiah, I got to give you I got to give you credit when you say, hey, these guys are not hanging out together. And obviously, because of the COVID-19 stipulations and all of that, they really can't. But that's just that's just a lack of heart for your own guy. We laughed about it, uh, about Kyle Yeomans and said that, look, we know he's the Olympic silver medalist and calling 911. <laughs> but even Kyle would have did something in a situation like that, man. I mean. I've never called 911 in my life, but I, I, I even in that moment would have turned around and I would have, I would have, I know. and I, I made the joke before the show. I was like, if, if any one of y'all were messed up with, and, and you guys are our podcast buddies, we're not going out and fighting other 280 pound grown men. You guys and I talk football, but if somebody were to mess with you guys, I would have, I would take exception to it, especially to the point where they would knock you out. Oh yeah, no, we're, it's going down, but I think we have Rob back here, but I completely agree with you. Heckma. Hey, yeah, hey, 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 and Kyle, and Kyle, check me out. I know we got CB back there. Can't nobody see CB. He's back to our producer. But listen up. CB likes to play Call of Duty, right? He likes to play a little, <laughs> little COD. If somebody takes out Kyle on a video game, mm. he takes out uh, you know, Chris on a, on a video game, I am coming for their head. All right? <laughs> I am coming for their head. You got to worry about me the whole game. I don't right. care. I'm fragging you. I'm throwing grenades. I'm coming after you all day long. You got to worry about me because guess what? You just did. You just got my dog, and it ain't going down like that. Remind me not to play any Call of Duty with you, Isaiah, because I feel like you're just going to get us caught. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, coming for you. Yeah, the rest of the game. <laughs> coming for the rest of the game. But outside of the frustration with the Dalton hit, and that that absolutely needs to be talked about and addressed, and I assume that there's probably going to be a fine coming down. But, Heckma, where do you start from a – uh, an X's and O's standpoint, because right now there's a lot of uh, going on wrong with this team offensively, defensively. I think it starts in the trenches, but I, I want to see where you lie. Well, look, the mirage is the mirage is over. I think you you really see that guys are just they don't have the the talent to get it done. And, and you hear Coach Mike McCarthy talking about going back to basics. To me, that's just cold word for, you know, I have some incompetent guys. And, and it's hard for me to believe that guys are incompetent that have played in this league for a while. Our offensive line, man, if, if we, we talked about it. The, the defensive line for the Washington football team was going to come after Andy Dalton, and they did. Six sacks, a couple of strip sacks also. I mean, they were all over him, but we couldn't establish anything. And that's the one thing about it that really is frustrating. Where do I mean, Kyle, you ask me from an X's and O's standpoint, where do you start with that when you're not getting anything that you can at least hang your hat on to say, we establish the run, we establish the pass, we establish our run defense, we establish our pass defense. We have 
none of that. So, I mean, maybe we should go to Rob. Maybe Rob can tell us because I, I, I have no answer for what I saw yesterday. No, sorry, guys. I got knocked off there. They, they have nothing that they can lean on right now. And mm. you said it. On offense, they can't run it. They can't throw it. They can't sustain drives. And they have to be able to do that because right now that's their only chance. Defensively, nothing really has improved tangibly since the start of the season. And until they get that fixed, and at nine games in, I'm sorry, seven games in with nine to go, you wonder how much better it's going to get. But they don't have anything offensively they can get to, despite the fact they're missing their quarterback. It's the offensive line. It's really everything. And then you throw on top of what you guys just talked about. Injuries are one thing. Injuries happen. Injuries don't have to define your season. They're not defining the Philadelphia Eagles season right now. They're, They're in first place right now. They're not a great football team, but you watch what they're able to do Fight back, stay in games. Carson Wentz, it helps having your quarterback. But they're, they're an example of a team that is still out there fighting. And it's not just us saying it. It's the players saying it. Demarcus Lawrence said it after the game. We need more fight. We need more belief. That's coming from the players. It's not just us uh, saying that based on what we see on the field. And mm-hmm. until that changes, um, this, is, this is going to continue. There's only three losing teams uh, only three winning teams left on their schedule, but you know, based on what we've seen, guys, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you, you you come out and you play and you you fail to execute the way they've done consistently in games, there's going to be more of the games like this. It, it's just going to continue for the rest of the season if they don't get it cleaned up. And Rob, you and you mentioned, man. I know a cow might have this on his list. I gotta get it off my chest. Everybody's up here making excuses, talking about, oh, you know, Dak is the leader of this team, and and Dak is our guy. And guess what? Absolutely correct. Dak is your guy, no question about it. No replacement is going to is going to do exactly what he did. I have been the first one to stand up here and say Andy Dalton is a dude, and he should have no problem stepping in and fulfilling a role. I still believe that because everybody wants to put the blame on Andy Dalton yesterday, right? Even before he got knocked out, this is not an Andy Dalton thing. I don't care what quarterback you would have put in that game yesterday they would have got destroyed and yes Dak man it might have avoided a couple more plays and got out there and thrown a ball out the pocket a couple more times Andy Dalton was nine for 19 before getting knocked out nine for 19 and there was five drops from one player and I think there was another drop of somebody else so had those guys come count those balls Andy Dalton would have been 15 of 19 15 of 19. So don't make this an Andy Dalton thing, right? This was an all-around just terrible performance across the board. And for people that want to make excuses about the quarterback play, I don't care if it's Andy Dalton. I don't care if it's Danucci. I don't care if it's doggone Rob Phillips. Get in there. You can take some snaps, too. These guys were were, were ineffective in every aspect of the game. If we drop back and throw the ball, guess what? When we did throw the ball, they were dropped. When we did run the ball, we got stuck. When we did get a rush, guess what? They took off. When they did play a little bit of coverage, guess what? They got the ball off. It didn't matter what happened. We were getting got in every aspect of this game. And we kept doing the same things that we know that we have been ineffective doing all year long. Offensive line, couldn't block. Defensive line, couldn't get a push. Secondary, still trying to somehow play man-to-man versus number one receivers. That didn't work out too well. We keep doing the same things. The definition of of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's what these guys are doing. I don't know what the culture of this team is. What is the culture? And and who's it stem from? Let's, Let's not just sit up here and say Dak is the heart and soul of the team, and now that Dak's gone, 
oh, man, you know, one of our guys is gone. We can't, you know, the rest of these grown men who get paid to do a job can't show up and do what they're supposed to do. That's BS. That's an excuse. These man. dudes need to wake up and go but play how? some doggone ball. But, Isaiah, here's the thing, too. Do you think they got on a plane and flew all the way to D.C. to get a butt whooping? I mean, yes. it, it's yep. no, they, you, can't, they did. you can't sell that. They, they got it. Nah, they, they got did. it. <laughs> they, nah, they got did. it. But there's a desired resort a result. Anytime you line up to play a football game and whatever's translating and you hear coaches say, oh, we had a great week of preparation. Practice was lively. How is that not translating to the football field? I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying, how does that piece not translate to play on the field? When guys get into a situation like that first drive from Washington, it was like, oh, my God, here is a team where they're saying they're giving you the numbers next to last in rushing, last in, in points per game, all of these things. They hadn't scored on an opening drive. And here mm -hmm. they are knocking on the door mm -hmm. to score. And it's just because they're inept. They're lifeless. And, and they had nothing, even on offense. To, but we made them look better than what they are. And I just don't get where where's the disconnect. Where's the disconnect in this team where they're hey, not no, taking this to the no field? Culture. What's the culture? What's the culture? We talked about it yesterday, Kyle, on the pregame show, right? On the pregame show, we said, hey, this doggone quarterback, right, Allen, you guys are either going to make him look like he's uh, just a dude, like Nate talked, to him, talked about yesterday. He's mm -hmm. either going to look like just a guy, or guess what? He's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world right now. That's an NFL quarterback. NFL quarterback is one of the best in the world. So he's either going to look like a dude, we can make him look like that, or we can make him look like he's one of the best 32 guys in the world. And guess what we did right. yesterday? We made him look like he's one of the best in the world. Okay? You can't disrespect the fact that everybody in this league is a professional. They can either have a switch off and they can just play like, like I'm just here, I'm showing up to do my job and get my check, like some people may be doing this year. Or you can show up and say, guess what? I'm going to get the same check regardless if I ball out or not. But guess what? I have pride about what I do, and I'm going to show up and knock somebody in the doggone mouth. Also, not to mention. And you know what? When I oh, Go for it, Rob. Well, just sorry, Kyle. When, when I just watching this team, and I think it's been referenced at points in the season by members of the front office or the team itself, I just don't see a team that's playing with any confidence. Very, very little confidence. And it's almost like it's almost like they're waiting for the next bad thing to happen. You know, uh, and, and we've, we've heard them talk about adversity and handling adversity. They've had plenty of adversity. Everybody has been in the same boat in terms of no offseason, but these injuries are a problem. There's no question it's limiting what they can do, but how do you respond to that? You know, they're, they're not responding to bad Pride. things that happen within games. And I think a perfect example is, and Isaiah and I talked about this at halftime at the Star, right before the end of the half, they have a good drive. They're putting a drive together. It's, it's kind of dink and dunk, and they're using the running backs in the flat, but they're making things happen. Washington is playing their safeties back. They're playing kind of a two-deep look, and it's almost like they're forcing the Cowboys to continue kind of this nickel-and-dime drive, yep. waiting for them to make, them make a mistake. And you know what? Yep. They did. And that's Man, been the story see. of the, this season. When something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And when you're not playing confidently, Mike McCarthy spoke to this after the game, we're not cutting it loose. We're, and basically, there's a fear of making a mistake. If you're not playing fast and you're not playing confidently, you're not going to have results in this league because guess what? Isaiah can speak to this better than anybody on the show. There is not much difference between the best team in the league and the worst no. team in the league no. since there became a salary cap era in this league. It do, the records do not matter. If you come into a game and you do not 
show up and execute, you're going to get beat. And if you got if you got weaknesses on your roster because of injuries, it's, they're going to go after them, and you better have an answer for it. And they just have not had an answer for, for the adversity they have faced within games. In the seasons where they've really struggled, 2015, Chris mentioned it before the show started, that was the issue. Things went south, didn't have your quarterback. How do you respond? Didn't respond well enough. You went 4-12. and 12. And I think you also look at it from a standpoint of – the only time that they have let it loose, like all year long, throughout the seven weeks that we've seen from this Cowboys team, the only time that I think they've really let it loose and played their game and and not let an opponent dictate what they're doing is probably whenever they were down by 20-plus points and they had nothing else to lose. And that was whenever you saw the comeback against Atlanta and you saw the game after, I guess, Dak Prescott got hurt against New York and you finally were able to kind of play your game. Those are the only times... Now you can really point to this Cowboys team and say they played with confidence, and it was not necessarily confidence. It was more like desperation. And that's where it seems like no, we it, are it, as it, a Cowboys team right now. It's pride. It's pride, Kyle. And you bring up a great point. Those are the two references that I would touch on as well. But it's pride. We keep using the term confidence. It is a sense of pride in how you take your approach to the game. I'm not going to allow somebody to mm. keep punching me in the mouth. If you guys walk on the sidewalk right now somebody comes up and pushes you, all right, they push me. I'm going to let them have that one, right? They push you again. At a certain point, you're going to snap, right? At a certain point, everybody has different boiling levels, right? But you're not going to continue to allow somebody to keep pushing you, right? So that's what this, that's what they were doing against Atlanta. Guess what? They kept getting punched in the mouth. They got for a certain point, they said, man, forget this. Let's go, right? And they showed up. And they came back. And they fired off. And they went down the field. It had nothing. It had, it, obviously, Dak was there. But that, that has nothing to do with the, the determination and the pride that each one of those other men have. That comes from internal. That is internal. That is a decision. You show up to play or you show up not to play. You decide to get beat on one play or decide not to get beat on one play. After a certain point, you have to decide that this is not going to be okay. And right now, when I, I keep bringing up the word culture, and we've talked about this in previous weeks, right? We talked about this. What is the culture of this team? When you face the Dallas Cowboys, what do you expect to face? Right? Are you going to walk out of there beat up and bruised? Are you going to have to fight a, play a team that's not going to give up? Right? Are you going to play a team that you know at some point in time they're going to they're going to quit? Right now, every team faces us. They know this team's going to quit at some point and, in the game. And are you at facing a team like specifically? Right. Are you facing a defense that trusts each other? That trusts each other to make the right play and do their individual jobs to make a collective Absolutely effort? Absolutely not. Like that that that's that's been the thing and and. You know, I know there's a lot of criticism on Mike Nolan, and there's a lot of people out there that want to change a defensive coordinator. But we talked no. about this last week. The same stuff we've been talking about defensively is the same stuff we heard last year. Freelancing, not trusting each other, not, not uh, being assignment sharp. And so how- coaching matters, obviously, but it only goes so far. And, and I know Clayton Vandress said after the game, it's not the scheme. Well, then it's got to be a better execution together, hey, right. playing it, together. It, it, and he called it out, right? We talked about it last week, heck, right? We talked about how these are high school coverages. Yep. These are high school coverages, and Mike Nolan finally got tired of it. And like I said, it's that doggone bottle that, that that's shaking up a doggone pop can, right, or a bottle. You, you, a little bit comes out, right? We heard Griffin talk about it the first time, right, about four right. weeks ago when I said, hey, when he said, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm a hand in the ground guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't. You're not allowed to say that. That's not something that you say mm-hmm. when you're on a team, right? And we said, we heard a little bit. We heard, we heard that little air get out, right? And then yeah. we heard what? Then all of a sudden, B. Carr all of a sudden just gets released because he spoke up in a, in, a, in one of the team meeting rooms. That's the rumor, right? And he gets let go. 
Okay, okay, and then what? Oh, now we have an anonymous uh, insider for the teams talking about the coaches. Okay. It was you. Hey, it was hey, you, hey. Isaiah. You know, you turn the bottle cap, you turn the bottle cap, you let a little bit more out, right? And then finally, Coach Nolan's like, the heck with this. They're not going to keep blaming me. What did he say in, 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 a, in an interview the other day on Friday or Saturday? What did he say? Uh, we're running high school defenses. Oh, crap. Now the coach on it. Hey, this, this dog on bottle cap about to come off. Yeah. And that's exactly what's going down, man. These dudes are making excuses, dude. Yeah. Not and good. We, we talked about it in our own group message yesterday when the video of Andy Dalton getting angry at his offensive line on the sideline came out. Whenever Andy Dalton was getting upset and getting red in the face, as red as he is hair-wise, then that's whenever you have some issues as, in terms of anger and, and frustration on that sideline and in that and locker room. And I love room. to see it. I do too. I like it. I like a little fire, but at the same time, like you said, it's the bottle cap. Somebody I, I do it. I don't know if that's going to end up happening, and if the bottle cap's going to going to explode at some point, pretty too pretty soon or if it already has exploded we don't know what happened in that locker room when we come back where do we make changes where are the changes made is it the coaching staff the playing personnel where do we go from here when we come back here on talking cowboys since 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can by purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more, do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys here on this Monday following a 25-3 Cowboys loss to the Washington football team. Whether you're watching from home or cheering from the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more. Essilor. Guys, uh, we were talking about it during the break, and it, it just comes to a point when uh, when you just you just may not be good. And I, I feel like that's the most frustrating part about this loss yesterday is because even going into it, 
we had all had hope. No. We had all had that kind of hope that it's, oh, it's the division that's bad. We've had some injuries. We, we've had this. We've had that. You lose 25-3 to to a team that won had the worst rushing offense in the entire NFL, and they go off and they rush for over 200 yards against you. Two, a team that had lost five games in a row, uh, and they beat you by 22 points. And then three, Kyle Allen, a quarterback who had lost his last eight starts, he comes out and shushes you in the camera or flashes up a first down. Whatever that finger was for on the first down, he was taunting. Yeah, he was taunting the camera. Whenever a guy who's lost his last eight games as a starting quarterback in the NFL starts taunting you on camera, that's when you've got an issue. Well, that's all what happened yesterday. Glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're sticking with us. You're a diehard fan at this point, and we love you for it. Not going to lie. We, we <laughs> yes, love talking are. with you guys, and we're just as angry as you are as Cowboys we the fans. the real ones here. Yeah, we're, we are just as, just as angry as you guys are, but... I teased the question before the break, and whenever it comes to this loss, where do the changes need to be made? We can talk about pride. We can talk about coaching. We can talk about scheme all we want, but ultimately it comes down to the players executing. And HECMA, they haven't executed. So where do we start in terms of making some changes? I mean, you got to start with your front line. Your your defensive line is just not there. Uh, Guys that you signed that you thought were going to be players for you, uh, it's just not there. And even you have to look at your linebackers too. I mean, this it's not it's not even um, a, a strategy anymore to leave uh, Jalen one on one out in the flat with a tight end or a running back. It's just it's just you got to stop, right? Uh, safeties, safeties. You know, it, it, we talked about this at length. The state, the safety, we just don't have it uh, at all. Uh, but I, I tell you, there was a point in the game yesterday, guys, where. I saw my, my, my rookie corner. He got upset with Terry McLaughlin, man. There's a couple punches being thrown out there. I'm like, yeah, that's, I like that. I like that, Rook. I like you showing that emotion. And then Terry McLaughlin just drag races. He gone for a, was it, 52, 56-yarder. And I don't you, – you keep going over the scheme. You keep going over why guys are playing, you know, slow. Are they thinking too much? We're just not getting that push up front. And Kyle Allen yesterday was just able to comfortably step up in the pocket and make some throws. And when he needed to make a play with his leg, he was making plays with his legs. Uh, look, offensive line-wise, we can beat these guys down. But this is not the group that you anticipated you were going to have through the season. No. We're down to third-string guys, right? And if, if I had told you before the season that this Sunday night, Ben DiNucci would be your starting quarterback, there's no way. There's no way. You just, That's the most 2020 thing to ever happen is that Ben DiNucci is going to start this Sunday. So, I mean, you just, you just, I don't know, man. Pin the tail of the donkey, pick a spot wherever you want to go on the defense, but you could just pick whatever you want, all right, uh, as far as what we need. And that, that's where it needs to go, man. Our defense is just, at this point, is a laughing stock. Rob? I feel like fans want a major change, right? They, they want something to kind of shake the foundation. And a lot of people want to change a defensive coordinator. I, it, Mike McCarthy has basically said he's not going to do that. He said it hasn't even crossed my mind to do that. I, I, that's my curiosity. Is, is, is that something that would actually, you know, shake things up and, and change a message and, and, and serve as a wake-up <laughs> call for everybody or not? Because I, I think – 
he talks about staying the course, and based on what mm. we've seen for seven games now, yes, something about the message from the coaching staff is not getting through, but these are assignments that are missed and execution that is missed. And, you know, like Heck mentioned the, the Trayvon Diggs play, look, he's not coached to, to do that, to keep his eyes in the backfield on the quarterback and not on a go route from the, from the nope. by far the best receiving threat yeah. they have downfield. You know, and so... <laughs> short of short of with the trade deadline coming up and making a big move to try to get somebody to help on your interior defensive line, I, I don't know what's really going to change because there are so, and I said this last week, there are so many things defensively that they've got holes to plug that I don't know if one player makes a difference. And I'm certainly not going to screw up my salary cap uh, based on the way things are going right now and saying one player is going to make a big difference for me. Mm-mm. Isaiah? Um, oh, Jesus. Um, call his so, name. Call his yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to call on him. Uh, <laughs> listen up here. Um, in terms of changes, okay, it's not the D coordinator. It's not the D coordinator. Your D coordinator can call the best schemes in the world, but guess what? Players have to execute them. Um, it's it's not solely that. Let me say that. I don't want to take full. Um, I, I don't no, want to take any point. responsibility off of his uh, off him. So it's not fully him. These these players, man. Um, this is the reason why it makes as, as a former player, it makes it these guys the way they're playing on this on this defensive front and in, in other positions as well, but especially the defensive front. This is why owners, ownership, general managers hate guaranteed contracts. This is why they hate it. They are making this is they are making players look terrible and making our case harder for guys that are trying to go out there and get guaranteed money for this exact reason. You can't get rid of Poe. I hear everybody talking. I see everybody right now talking. You can't get rid of Poe. You can't get rid of Griffin. You can't get rid of any of these veterans that you brought in. You know why? Because after the first week of the season, their their salaries are guaranteed. They're going to get their money. All right. So now that you have these guys and they're going to get their money, guess what? They get paid the same amount whether they play hard whether they're effective or not, the check is the same. So when you yeah. guys hear, so when you guys hear me talk about guys are out there collecting a check, guys are out there literally. Ah, there goes a million dollars right there. I'm gonna go back to the house. I didn't get hurt. We're good, right? Well, Isaiah, this yeah. is a this is an evaluating league, and if guys are putting that tape out where they're not trying at all, that's you're not doing nothing but messing up for your future. And if this Absolutely. is this is the last this is the last stop for you, yeah. then this is yeah. the last stop for you. But yeah. all I'm saying is, if you don't have if if they can talk that scheme stuff all they want to, losing contain. What team have we stopped from getting around the outside? I will wait. We haven't, <laughs> and teams no. are just. I mean, we made Scott Turner look like the next boy genius. He may get a head coaching job based off of what he was able to do yesterday. and I, that Probably not, but still, how do we come into every week where offensive coordinators are able to just have their full catalog of plays that they want? And that's what they're doing versus us. So, look, these guys that you're saying that are guaranteed contracts, they're going to get paid tomorrow morning whether the mm-hmm. sun rises or not. Absolutely. That's on them. And if you don't have yeah. that pride in yourself, if you can't take that as mm-hmm. a man and say, this is my job, this is how I feed my family to do this, and you're putting that BS tape out there, then, dog, you don't, you don't have no heart, man. You don't hey. have no heart. Hey. It ain't hey. in you. And again, it ain't in and, you. And, I, and I repeat, this is the reason why ownership tends to not to go with veterans, because you have to pay veterans guaranteed money. And guess what? Veterans aren't worried about the future, heck. Most most veterans that are at this this point of their career, they're not worried about the future. They're worried about that check. 
right? So you got some guys that are going to have pride. We keep using the, I keep using that term today. You right. either have the pride to show up and play because you're getting the same check regardless. So pride is what drives you to be successful in the field. Or guess what? As ownership, as general matters, as a scouting department, like we've said in the past, you have to go get some dogs, whether they're vets or not, most likely vets, that have a drive and a work ethic and a tenacious uh, approach to the game uh, like no other. And there are still guys out there that we have passed on that will bring that regardless of what their locker room <laughs> issues may be. Because okay. obviously we got locker rooms, locker room issues anyways. So bring some dudes in here <laughs> that are going to give you 1,000% and that are going to demand that of other guys around them. There, Anybody yeah, you, you thinking of, Isaiah? I'm not saying no names. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At, at what point do you just kind of lean into the locker room stuff and be like, well, you know, it is what it is. That's it true. It can't get any worse. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, to Hegma, to your point, like the full complement, the full menu of plays that opposing offenses have, it's the run defense. It's the run defense. And until that changes, this is going to be the same story every week. They're going to be on skates because they're going to be on their heels because they can't they're allowing offenses to dictate whatever they want to do offensively. And 208 more yards. That, that was the issue. Nice. Mike, Mike McCarthy said the gap integrity, the gap control was a little better. But the first play set the tone, yes. carry, carrying defenders with him yards after contact. So if it's not one thing, it's the other. And until they get that fixed, uh, like, like Isaiah said, with pride, with toughness, uh, more toughness, this is going to continue no matter who they're playing. And they're playing a lot of bad teams coming up, <clears throat> below average teams based on record, but it's not going to make any difference. Now, like I, the Washington football team? Yeah, I was about to say, you're, you're looking yeah. at, I think teams okay. are looking at the Cowboys now as an opportunity to get back on track. Now, kind of sure. based off of sure. what all three of you guys just said, and you're talking about basically one of two things here, or I guess one of three things. One is you just sit pat, which is probably the most likely to happen, which is extremely frustrating to every Cowboys fan. However, there's two other options. There's either you cut a player and just eat the money, and you just cut your losses and say we're sending a message. I think that's probably the second most likely thing because the third one is trade for draft picks. Who's going to trade a draft pick for what no. we've seen on film right now? Nobody's yeah, going to come in and trade. offer draft picks no. right now. Draft picks also, not no. to mention, there's a lot more problems than one draft's going to fix in this football team at the moment. There's not going to be one draft where you're going to go out there. We had a fantastic draft as Cowboys Nation this past April. We can see what that's turning into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Neville Gallimore. Those guys are fantastic, and they're going to continue to get better, and they'll be game changers at some point. But whenever it comes to a draft, even if you have the best draft out of the 32 other NFL teams, it's going to take two or three of those put together before you start seeing some success. And the Cowboys haven't seen success yet because of the fact that you have so many different holes. It's not going to take one draft class, and even if it did, you're not going to get those picks from other teams for guys like Dontari Poe. Dontari Poe couldn't go for 20 bucks and a, and a soda pop right now. Like that, that's not, it wouldn't work at the moment in terms of the film that he's put on tape. It, would, it's frustrating. Well, I sorry, go ahead. No, uh, go for it. No, I was just as far as the future as far as the future is concerned, you can't you can't trade away your future right now for anything. If if there mm-hmm. was a sign, if we had gone out and won that game yesterday, and you see yourself in a position, uh, or at least feel as though this team is going to make a, a move on winning the division, the playoffs, any of that, then maybe you start considering. But right now, this is a lifeless team, and it doesn't you you're going to bring somebody in on your nightmare. You just 
I, I think you save all of your picks. I, that's just my opinion, man. You, you've got, I guess, a week plus left until the trade deadline. I think it's November 3rd. I, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out that they do something. Uh, but like I've been saying, I don't, I don't think one player is going to make a huge difference. And I, I, what, I guess to explain what I was saying earlier, I wouldn't – because we don't know what the cap's going to be next year. It's going to drop. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any question about that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you can take on a player in the situation like Amari was where he's going to require a large, large deal soon. I think yeah, it would no. have to be a, it'd have to be a younger player with years left on his deal that could still help you. And, but, but again, even doing that, I, I don't know what, what difference it's going to make in terms of really turning this thing around defensively. Rob, anybody sitting at home right now that is worthy of getting on a team and making an immediate impact will take a lot less money than what they typically would take for a one-year deal. They will come in here and take less money for, what are we at now? How many games we got left? Nine games? Nine. They'll come back and pay these cats for nine games to come out here and let them prove themselves for an opportunity for next year. That's what you do with veterans who are in a position of these guys that are sitting at home right now. And there is still good talent out there that's sitting at the crib that will come in here and compete that's what this team is lacking right now competition and and that, all that comes from pride all that comes from heart all these words that you're seeing on on the, on the chat and everything else that's all rooted inside of you and again i keep going back to what is the culture of this team what can you count on when these guys show up and play in a positive light what right. can we what can we rest our head on and say these guys are going to bring this every time they step on the field i don't know what that is it, it, do you guys hear him? Do you guys hear Isaiah? Because even in where we're going into week eight of the season, you're hearing the themes and you're hearing the 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 reoccurrence of Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas. He's not saying the name, but he's 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 definitely throwing it out there. He's still trying to get that to happen and will it to happen. I don't. I, that, that, anonymous source. I think anonymous that, source. Yeah, yeah, anonymous <laughs> source Isaiah is, is Isaiah Stanback. Yeah, uh, or uh, it, 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 it's, it's not. It's not not just him it's just it's, it's just i mean at a certain point you just gotta recognize we don't have we don't have a culture and a culture is very important yeah. very important you guys there's nobody on this on this on this podcast right now can name one good one team that has a good record that doesn't have a culture i think the only one that we could probably name is chicago we just don't we don't see them enough right to know what the heck's going on with them <laughs> but every other team we would that we would reference baltimore ravens we know what they are the Kansas Browns. City, we know what they are, right? The what Browns. About the, what, hey, what about the hey, Browns? Hey, Baker Mayfield's going to dance on you, right? He he showed up. He <laughs> came back, culture. right? And, and and all these people are talking about, hey, let's get rid of coach, right? Let's get rid of one of our coaches. Let's get rid of MacArthur. Let's get rid of Nolan. Hey, the Falcons got rid of their head coach, and guess what? They still got a, had a comeback on them yesterday. So oh, they are who we thought they were. Oh, right? So it's, it doesn't always fall on the coach, but oh. throwing shots at the it's Falcons. The I see. No, and oh, you know oh, what? Truth. You know what? And you're right because you're you're talking. You've been in a lot of different. Sports spots where there's a strong culture in the locker room yeah like yes. you're speaking from experience in new england yes seattle the giants even you know the cowboys were very competitive when you were here so there there was a culture in that locker room defensively too so you you're speaking Talk from experience it. yeah and, 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 and rob and, and you were here cats was fighting well, we were having fights in practice in practice, if somebody got a route ran on them, guess what? Pac-Man was calling them back. T.O. was calling them back, right? It didn't matter. Brady James was calling them back. Jay Ratliff, right? Marcus Spears. Like, there was there at every level on both sides of the ball, it was not going to be okay that I was beat. Not acceptable. 
And, and we're talking about practice. Practice? Okay. We're about practice. All so right. when you carry not that over to the field. <laughs> yeah, not a game. We're talking about practice. And that was the culture. If you got if you got if you got punked in practice, then you you were gonna get shown up, they were gonna put you on film, right? In practice, because you should be embarrassed to show up like that. Don't you even think about bringing that mess to the game. It's been frustrating. It's been embarrassing. And we're continuing to break it down. We do have to take a break before we close things out. So let's go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we'll wrap things up and look ahead to week eight of the 2020 season and what the Cowboys can expect coming up in this week of practice when we return here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys here on the Monday after a Cowboys loss to the Washington football team. Don't miss your chance, though, to get your tickets and see the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium this season with home matchups remaining in against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That very same Washington football team, the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, a limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Now, with that being said, they're not coming back home this week. They've got a road game again against NFC East foe Philadelphia. And while this just feels absolutely wrong to say, it's completely the truth. And Isaiah brought it up and Heckman brought it up during the break. But, guys, even at 2-5, and five, you're still – completely in this division. Now, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not going to go into it because it is frustrating and I'm I'm angry and I don't even want to talk about the silver linings. But, but you are facts, still Kyle. you're still in there, it's Isaiah. Facts. You really are. It right now. 
<laughs> Rob, Rob's it just, feels like the furthest thing. It feels like the furthest thing away from your grasp right now. And I know oh, everybody really hey, does. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody's angry. And it, and it seems like this this season is terrible. Everybody's so, people are talking about oh let's play for a top five pick. <laughs> Listen up. This 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 season can. It doesn't feel like it will, but this season can turn around and they can get in the playoffs and they can make a run. Because these guys still have the guys. I I know. Heck, I'm just talking facts. You know, I don't. <laughs> no. I, take, I take I take emotion out of things. These are the facts. Isaiah. They still have a shot, even though it feels like they shouldn't, and they don't. There's there's a cowboy fan. <clears throat> there's a cowboy fan out there that just said, "Every time I try and get out, you pull me back in." <laughs> he just pulled. I don't know. I he feel, just pulled everybody I, back in. I feel like that rope's <laughs> getting statement. a little thinner in the middle. I, I just feel like those strings are barely holding on <laughs> mm-hmm. at this point, oh, yeah. Rob. I mean. Oh, the streets are slick. Yeah, the roads are <laughs> slick. They're icy. Yeah, no, it, it's you're right. And, and the truth of the matter is they could make a decision. The light could come on and these guys go out there with reckless abandon. Kyle Allen was an undrafted quarterback. Let's not act like this guy was a first round guy. All right. He was playing behind a offensive line that was second and third string guys just like us so i mean how were they able to do what they did versus us I mean, the question still begs we have to get that answered why is this defense that is full of first round draft picks and and guys that we've seen do it on other rosters on other teams not doing it here so i mean look we could beat ourselves over the head with this question all day long but when they go out there and put the tape out there that they don't give a damn about it mm. what do we arguing about what are we you this, know that's it this is the concern i have because you guys are right they're not technically they're not out of it no nope. but washington's going to hang around this race because everything starts up front and they've got a d-line that can screw up a yep. game screw up an offensive yes, game sir. Yep. that can keep them in games philly still has their heart and soul in terms of offensively you know even when things are breaking down around them carson wentz is still fighting still trying to make things happen and the Giants don't look now, but they're getting better. Yeah. They're not good, but by the time they face the Cowboys after January 1st, they might be a competitive football team. So the other three teams <laughs> in the division are getting better and are fighting through things. The Cowboys are not. Now, that can change, True. but we're yeah. almost halfway through the season, fellas, and it there's, reaches a certain point where is it going to change? What kind of season do you want to have? Do you want to let it keep going this way or you want to make a change? It, they're at a tipping point right now. Well, and it starts this hey, week. Rob, and, and, I, and I totally, starts this I week. totally agree with you guys. I'm probably the least optimistic guy because you guys know I deal with facts. I don't deal with emotion, right? But I can tell you guys when I went to go join a New York Giants team, right, in 2011, it felt like this, right? I'm just telling you. from the It felt like this, right? What it happened in 11? What happened it, in 11? Um, I walked away with a ring. Right, I walked wow. away with a Super Bowl. I walked away with a Super Bowl ring, right? Because wow. the, li- the, hey, the light switch came on, and I'm just telling you guys from experience, it felt like this. It felt hopeless. It felt like the season was done. Oh my gosh, you start thinking about next year, and then guess what? You win a game, and Cats get a little. Oh, okay, hold on. Got a little sweat. Okay, that's that's who we are. And then guess what? Boom, you win another game. It's like, oh, shoot. Let me pull out the good suit still. Let me button this top button up. You know what I mean? And then guess what? Then the swag comes back. And then guys play like that, like you expected them to play whenever you put it on paper, whenever you formulated this team. So there's a chance. I am not the guy. But I'm telling you, the way things are set up right now, a losing record is going to win this division. Yeah. A losing record is going to win this division. So as frustrated, as mad, as hopeless as everybody feels right now, this can turn around. Now, it's up to them to decide if, they, if it is or not, but this can turn around because on paper, these guys are dudes. They haven't played like dudes. 
But I'm telling you, it's a light switch. Whether they're going to cut it on or off, we're going to see. So three things based off of that to close the show. First off, you're right. I think a, a losing record will win this division. But even to obtain a 7-9 and nine record, the Cowboys have to win five of their next nine games and go 5-4 and four the rest of the way. So with that being said, you're still going to – you still have a long way to go in terms of getting a winning record to get to the playoffs a little bit later on. Secondly – I'm not going to discount what you just said, but no team has ever made the Super Bowl after starting two and four or two and five. And the Cowboys are, of course, in that boat at the moment. And Isaiah, I don't know about your New York Giants team in 2011. I don't know how they started through the first seven <laughs> weeks, but I know it wasn't two and five. I'll tell you that much before they no, ended up wasn't. getting on a run and finding their way. But I just think overall, it's, it's disappointing, and there's much more that we need to break down X's and O's wise. We're going to do that tomorrow. It's fans on the 50 Tuesdays. So send in your fan questions throughout today and tomorrow on the Periscope stream. But that is going to do it here for Talking Cowboys today. Once again, 45 minutes, not enough to contain this show because, man, we've got a lot more to talk about following the 25-3 to loss to Washington yesterday. But we'll be back tomorrow for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback and Chris Beam holding it down in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?